My story today starts almost 20 years ago. Chris and I both, hate to admit it's been that long, but he was just newly the incumbent here at All Saints, and I was just beginning to get my feet underneath me at leading morning prayer three times a month out in Falkland. And that fall, a good friend and neighbor was killed in a tragic accident. And his widow, whom we had known for 20 years, had asked me if I could officiate the funeral. Chris said that that was fine, and the family expected it to be a small funeral, 40 to 50 people at the most. So I thought, I can handle that. I've never done one before, but I know, I'll know all these people. Well, the day before the funeral, the family said, we might have underestimated. We will set up some speakers in the basement and out on the lawn, just for the case there's overflow. 45 minutes before the funeral started, was supposed to start, the people were already standing shoulder to shoulder. They were every place. The funeral director told me that later he tried to count in the church, in the church basement, in the foyer, on the front steps, and out on the lawn. They lost track at somewhere between 350 and 400. I looked down at the sea of people, just like looking out here this morning, and I looked out the windows, and I could see them on the grass gathered around the speakers. And I said, Lord, I'm just a country boy. This isn't what I sat, signed up for. <laughs> then I looked at my friend, now a widow, and her two small children, now fatherless. And I said, I thought of that hard road of life that they had ahead of them. And I left my few notes that I had there, and I walked up to the pulpit, and I said to my quietly, Lord, it's up to you now. I still meet people today who come up to me and say, I don't know who they are, but they say, I remember you. I remember that funeral and how wonderful those words were that day. I thank them for their kind words and I walk away saying, I sure would like to know what I said. <laughs> I've asked people who were there that I knew, what did I say that day? Most of them say, you know, I don't really recall, but it was perfect. Now, I have put my words in your mouth. Did God put his words in my mouth that day? I think so. I've got notes. I'm not used to having notes. So what does it mean when God says, I will put words in your mouth? Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words is a statement that is accredited to St. Francis of Assisi. So obviously, according to St. Francis, when he puts his words in our mouth, it will also mean it will be our actions as well. The author of a short piece called The Empty Tube expressed how they felt this way. Have you ever seen fish congregate to a light shone on the water on a dark night? If you want to make the fish come even closer, all you have to do is take an empty tube, like the one that you'd find inside a roll of wrapping paper, place your light in one end, and place the tube close to the water on the other end. The, flesh, the fish will collect near the, dark, the bright circle of light on the dark water. The empty tube is not the bright circle of light on the waters, nor is it the source of the light. It is only a tool to channel the source of the light to where the light needs to go. I am an empty tube. 
I am not the bright circle of light on the dark, troubling waters of life, nor am I the source of light. I am an empty tube. God is helping, using me to help channel the light of Christ into the dark world, waters of the world. My purpose is to be the best tube that I can be. It does not matter what I look like on the outside. The light does not travel outside of me. I must continually empty myself. Only in an empty tube can the light pass freely. If I am full of darkness and other stuff, the light will not pass. May God help me stay a useful empty tube. At times, it can be very overwhelming to think we're speaking God's word and doing his works here on earth. And the author of the piece, The Empty Tube, realized that just like the light passes through the tube and not from the tube, God's words come through us, not from us. Each of us has stuff inside of us. The forces of our culture, the events of our lives, and the society we live in, which have shaped us, slowly molding and forming us into the individuals we are. Just like the straws inside this rain stick that cause the seas to bounce and rattle as they travel from one end to the other. These forces which shape us can also cause God's word to rattle around and bounce inside us as it moves through us. God's word comes through us, not from us. With regular spiritual practices like daily prayer, the examine, meditation, or whatever works for you personally, we can find ways to remove those things that can interfere with the smooth passage of his words and his works through us. Each of us can be an empty tube to channel God's word. But I tried that. It didn't work. Our best, my words fell on deaf ears. Our best laid pans. Somehow they failed. What went wrong? These comments are often spoken by people who wholeheartedly feel that they have failed miserably in their attempt to have God's word and work through them. If you or someone you know has had that happen to them, you're in good company. Words falling on deaf ears. Did Pharaoh listen to Moses the first time? No, it took ten plagues. And even then, Pharaoh changed his mind and sent out the army. Best laid plans. With the sea on one side and Pharaoh's army coming from the other side rapidly, I would imagine there was a moment or two that Moses might have thought, what went wrong? So can God fail? When you think about it, if our most powerful God, the one who created all that is in the heavens and the earth, is working through us, how can we fail? How can he fail? When we're looking at what we think is a miserable failure, maybe, just maybe, we're like the prophet Jonah, sitting high above the hills of Nineveh, He's thinking he's finally done everything right. Now he's looking down at the city and he wonders, what went wrong? According to the plan, the city of Nineveh should have been wiped off the face of the earth by now. Sometimes God has to say to us, nothing went wrong, my child. When I'm working through you, there will be times when my vision of failure and my vision of success is different than yours. Our part is to keep ourselves open as possible be clear channels of God's work and words. God's work is to use us to God, do God's work. That means there are times when we speak God's word, no one seems to hear. There are times when we do God's work and it seems useless. Ultimately, God's work is for God to do 
and God's words are for God to speak. We are simply the tubes or channels through which God works. The result is not up to us. The results are up to God. As frustrating and confusing as it might be at times. So can God fail? I think not. May we always have the courage to have the word of God placed in our mouth. May we always have the strength in our bodies to profess God's word in our actions. And those times when we think we have failed, may we find the peace that passes understanding, trusting that God is doing his work through us, even though we cannot see it or understand it. Amen.